It's the morning of April 4th, 2014, and the mood in San Antonio's practice facility is tense. The night before, in one of the most important games of the regular season, the Spurs were thumped 106-94 by their arch-rival, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The problem, however, was not the loss, but the manner in which it had occurred. The game had started out promising, with the Spurs racing to a 29 lead. Then the team had imploded with a bazaar of misses and turnovers, including several by guard Marco Bellinelli. It added up to be precisely the kind of demoralizing loss the team wanted to avoid as the playoffs approached. Now, as practice begins, there was a tightness in the air, a taste of unease. Greg Popovich walks in. He's wearing a misshapen t-shirt from Jordan Snack Bar in Ellsworth, Maine, and shorts a couple sizes too big. His hair is spare and frizzy, and he is carrying a paper plate with fruit and a plastic fork, his face in a lopsided grin. He looks less like a commanding general than a disheveled uncle at a picnic. Then he sets down his plate and begins to move around the gym, talking to players. He touches them on the elbow, the shoulder, the arm. He chats in several languages. The Spurs include players from several countries. He laughs. His eyes are bright, knowing, active. When he reaches Bellinelli, his smile gets bigger and more lopsided. He exchanges a few words, and when Bellinelli jokes back, they engage in a brief mock wrestling match. It is a strange sight. A white-haired 65-year-old coach wrestling a curly-haired 6'5 Italian. I'm sure this was thought about beforehand, says R.C. Buford, the Spurs general manager, who has worked with Popovich for 20 years. He wanted to make sure Bellinelli was okay. That's the way Pop approaches every relationship. He fills their cups. When Popovich wants to connect with a player, he moves in tight enough that their noses nearly touch. It's almost like a challenge, an intimacy contest. A lot of coaches can yell or be nice, but what Pop does is different, says assistant coach Chip England. He delivers two things over and over. He'll tell you the truth with no bullshit, and then he'll love you to death. That was a quote from The Culture Code, a book by Daniel Coyle. This book has quickly become one of my favorite books filled with captivating stories, and I'll probably use a lot of quotes from this book uh, here in the future. But I love starting with this story about Popovich and his ability to understand the power of being connected or this idea of belonging. This week, I actually went out to lunch with one of my team members to talk about this book, The Culture Code. And it was kind of funny when we, we went to a local pizza restaurant, bar slash coffee shop that's kind of integrated into a rock climbing place. And it, it was a wonderful atmosphere, and it was kind of funny when we walked in, the, the girl who was helping take our orders, she had a shirt on that said, belong, and as you kind of read that, you're like, oh, that's nice. And when she turned around to start making our coffee, on the back of the shirt in big letters, it says, you belong here. And both of us were kind of laughing because instantly we, we kind of recognized that this, this very place was trying to create that sense of belonging, and we, we felt it like, oh, we feel like we're a part of this place. And I just couldn't stop smiling after that. I think I think inside all of us, there's this wonderful desire to belong or, or feel like you do belong or feel deeply connected. It was kind of funny. We, we almost turned to each other after reading it and was like, isn't that a strong desire in all of us, you know, to belong? And as simple as that t-shirt was, it almost created this instant connection where like, I now want to come back because she is letting me know that I belong here, right? And I love the story that I just shared about Greg Popovich because he really was able to create an environment that allowed them to come up out of a trench, a really hard situation or, or a difficult situation, 
and and let them know a few things and and how he responded to that following a, a big loss coming back into a, a practice where everybody was just down in the dumps and being able to get them to come out of that and kind of be heroes again or elite athletes again or or feel like they could perform at a really high level and understand that hey you are really good at what you do and I think there's a lot that we can learn here in how we approach our communities, how we approach our workspaces, or even our families. And that's one of the things I'm trying to continue to do as I, as I look at my team and my culture at work, is one, understand how terribly I was handling things when I first moved into a managerial role, which is if somebody comes in and there's, they're down in the dumps, or they've messed up, or they, they've handled something wrong, or I don't feel like they're solving it the right way. I immediately go in and tell them like, hey, this is how this meeting went wrong. This is how you should have approached this. We wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't do this. And you kind of immediately lose that sense of connection or that sense of belonging. And I really had to flip my thinking or thought process that I think has become really helpful, which is really just asking the right questions or digging into the right questions. And by asking the right questions, I think you give them a sense of ownership and really start to understand reality and maybe not make bad assumptions. Where you can be like, hey, how did you think this meeting went? Can you talk me through how you actually felt that this meeting went? Or if there's some type of review or process or something that they're going through that they were invited to, or there's some type of expectation you say, hey, when you were invited to this, what is your process? Like, what are the steps you take to prepare for this? Or what, are, what do you feel like your responsibilities are? And then once they're able to share that, I can then respond with the, hey, here's how, here's how I go in and do this. When, when I am invited to these types of things, here are the steps I take. Here's the process that I follow. So I think it's huge where we can just not go into to a moment and slam them for what we feel like may have not been done correctly. But in, in, in the same form as um, Popovich did is kind of, you know, show up on our Friday t-shirt with some fruit in hand and just ask the right questions. Hey, tell me about this. Tell me how this went. Tell me what your process was. And so for me, that was really huge. And then even from a teaming perspective, I think for me, just continuing to hear the stories from this book has really pushed me to figure out, hey, how can we create an environment that just enhances collisions? Collisions in a way that people are just running into each other. They, they feel more connected and they're, they're building deeper relationships. And one of the things that I've continued to try to drive is what we call continued education, which is, hey, we just want to have a roundtable discussion for you all to get together, intermixed with different teams, from, from different places of the company and sit down and say, hey, what are the things you struggle with? What are the things that are challenging or hard? What are things that are going really well? What are things that you are good at? What are things that you are having a hard time with? And when people start sharing those things, man, you start feeling really connected. You either understand that, man, there are other people that struggle with this well. I'm not the only one. Or, hey, I struggle with this, but now I've met a friend that's an expert in this and they can help me. And the natural reaction to all of that is that everybody in that group environment begins to grow, which is incredible. And it all is as simple as like gathering around in a roundtable discussion and just having an open, open conversation so that people continue to connect and make it feel safe. It's, it's a safe environment. You can be vulnerable. And, and a lot of that is I have to show up to that and lay that down first and say like, hey, here's how I'm messed up. Here's the things I, I, I didn't understand, the things I didn't learn. And when you, when you show up first with that vulnerability, man, it just it explodes. And everybody else is like, oh, if, if John is having all this struggle, then I can, I can showcase this struggle as well. And then everybody begins to grow and learn from that. 
And I think that could be such a powerful story where you say, here is a safe place to give effort. You know, I think one of the powerful things that they highlight in this book, The Culture Code, is, hey, number one, you're a part of this group. Number two, this group is special with really high standards. Number three, I believe you can reach these standards. So I stop here simply to say this. Number one, how's it make you feel if you, if you see, hey, you belong here? And, and where, where are you creating an environment in which you're the one highlighting to those in proximity to you saying, you belong here? 